Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs, it's got the fat a deer needs, it's got the amino acids, it's got the energy, it's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactating doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer hurt use buck grits wise eye pointed the ammunition eagle seed apex ammunition amped outdoors buck grits presents american roots outdoors we're calling via phone from my lodge i Landed in Springfield, Missouri this morning at 11 o'clock a.m. Wayne Locke was there to pick me up from our trip down in Florida. Turkeys were gobbling down there, but they was hemmed up. We have got a great show for everybody. All right, well, I'm glad. Uber that was willing to drive this far. (laughs) (laughs) Uber. (laughs) That's what you should call it. It should be the Wayne Locke Uber service. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Langlock Uber service. But anyway, we'll talk about the Florida trip. We've got Lizzie Long and Craig Evans. We call Say Daddy's going to be on the show, second segment of the show. But what we're going to talk about right now is current events around the Ozarks, southern Missouri, northern Arkansas, southeast Missouri, uh, all the way over to southwest Missouri, and everything that's going on. And I'll talk a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs. They're doing some trading, Redbone. Well, they're doing some trading. They're signing some free agents. I mean, they're trying to retool the offense and the defense. And, and in this day in football, I mean, if you don't participate in the free agent market, you're just going to get lost. Uh, but I guess the big, the two biggest moves the Chiefs have made this week, uh, number one is they trade, they assign free agent wide receiver, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, formerly the Pittsburgh Steelers. That means Wayne can officially uh, root for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs now. And then just <laughs> no we're, we're recording this. <laughs> we're recording this on Wednesday. And Wednesday, just about noon, the Chiefs announced that they had traded All-Pro wide receiver Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins for five draft choices. Now, do you think that was a smart move on their part? I mean, he seemed like he was like half their offense. Well, here's the thing. There were some words exchanged between offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and Tyreek Hill following the AFC championship game. So I think that there is a, a riff in the clubhouse between Tyreek and the management 
and coaches, and I think it was time to maybe get rid of a bad seed. That's just strictly speculation on my part. Okay, kind of like what Pittsburgh did with Brown. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. of course, you know, Tyreek Hill had had some issues in the past uh, that the Chiefs kind of, uh, uh, you know, worked through. Uh, but, um, you know, you just you don't know what's going on behind closed doors with players. And sometimes, right. you know, players, you know, get traded or uh, contract is not renewed. And we, we sit back as fans and go, why not? What's wrong with you, you idiots? But then we don't know the whole story. And we probably never will. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that trade's been yeah. made. Alex, I want to mention something that's coming up in a couple of weekends, uh, and that is the 37th annual Cystic Fibrosis Benefit Buddy Bass Tournament over at Lake Norfolk. Folks, if you're a bass fisherman, uh, this is the tournament you want to get involved with. Not only does it raise a lot of money for cystic fibrosis research and treatment development, it is the second largest annual tournament on Lake Norfolk. And some years, it is the biggest tournament. There will be between 350 and 500 boats in this tournament. The entry fee is $100 per boat. It is a buddy bass tournament. And the top prize is a Bass Cat Bobcat boat and trailer, plus $1,000 in cash. And they are paying at least your money back 20 places down in this tournament. And they also have a big bass pot. $5 of every entry fee goes into the big bass pot. So you're figuring anywhere from 350 to $500 for the big bass. Biggest bass gets 75% of the pot. And the second biggest bass gets 25% of the pot. So, folks, this is a great tournament, and uh, you can contact the folks at Lake Norfolk Marina on Norfolk Lake in Henderson, Arkansas, for more information. That tournament is on April the 9th and uh, 37th year. In the 36 years I've been doing this tournament, guys, they have raised almost a half a million dollars for cystic fibrosis. Beautiful. Wow, that's great. That's yeah. great. That's beautiful. I wonder if uh, it's going to be kind of crowded on that lake, though, ain't it? You know, with all them boats only going to be able to go about 200 yards from the dock with today's gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and they'll be bumping into each other like at the amusement park with the bumper cars. Yeah, and, there, and there's and there's no fishing from the bank either, by the way, because I asked that question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, great tournament. Yeah, yeah, great great tournament, and 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 folks, uh, get out and fish that one for cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Well, we plan on fishing it maybe. If, if it, I believe it's youth Missouri turkey season, and I'll be taking the kid tur- turkey hunting over fishing. But hey, what about those St. Louis Cardinals? They've been winning ball game after ball game. Have you been keeping up with them, everybody? Uh, I have, and and of course, uh, <clears throat> again, after we record this on Wednesday, they lost today, <laughs> but they were four and zero before they got beat today by the Houston Astros. So yeah, they're playing pretty good, and, mm-hmm. and Nolan Arenado's, I think he's homered in every game so far. And with that being said, it's a good time for us to take our first break of the day. We'll be back. More American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends in just a moment. Hey, y'all. It's Tyler Farr, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. I could load him in the back of my truck. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. 
It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera. On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. presents Welcome Back to America Roots Outdoors, segment two of the show, and as promised, we've got special guest, Dove Award-winning bluegrass singer, Lizzie Long, and her good turkey hunting buddy, Sea Daddy, Craig Evans. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. I dropped Sea Daddy off about two hours ago, so he's not with me, unfortunately, but... He's okay. out eating pigs and catching up on work. <laughs> well, Lizzie, it's, it's always great to have you on the show. And, and as as we all know, that you and I know, that I just landed here at home here at 11 o'clock today. And we got that turkey hunt together in the last four days. And uh, we went to Florida. Lizzie flew me down to Florida to go down and hunt and film her. And, man, we got a bunch of awesome footage and a bunch of great encounters. And we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let's talk about Lizzie Long. Uh, what's going on with Lizzie Long right now with her health and with what's going on with her career and all the engagements you got coming up? Oh, yeah. Well, we just, like you said, I, we're coming in today. I'm about to be home in about an hour and uh, fly, not fly, but leave out tomorrow at noon to head to Wilmington, Ohio to do a show at the uh, Roberts Center uh, for Industrial Strength Bluegrass. And uh, got a lot of work to do to get our festival ready, April 28th through the 30th in Lincoln, Georgia, the Little Roy Lindsay Music Festival. We've got Gene Watson, Rhonda Vincent, the Mile Pass Brothers, Lorraine Jordan, uh, Midnight Run. It's going to be a great show. And then uh, all on top of that, I've been trying to fight uh, blood disorder, leukemia, and and uh, had sepsis last week. <laughs> I was in the hospital all last week before we went turkey hunting, so I'm a little puny, but I'm I'm tough as nails and and uh, got skin like briars, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the turkeys care what you're looking like or how you're feeling when they see that uh, that ammunition coming towards their head, do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, not as much as those people do when they see me have that camo paint on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I- and after seeing that, I'm thinking you're probably not going to be running for political office anytime soon, are you? <laughs> you know, I have considered running for probate judge in 2024, but that might hurt me a little bit. <laughs> it, might, it, might, it might have governor, too, probably hurt you on that. Well, what's funny, what's funny, hey, Lizzie, did you see my Facebook post I made of a guy standing in line at the uh, airport and had a long ponytail and he had pink ribbons in it and he had sunflower seeds. Uh, big earrings in his ears, and I just made the comment, hmm, uh, I don't understand. You know, I, you know, I didn't know what you posted. I was looking at it, I thought, well, that's just a girl with a ponytail wrap. No, I've got to look at it. I was like, no, 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 that's, that's, that's man, I think. And I wasn't trying to be negative. I wasn't trying to be negative. I just wanted to know, is this guy, is it a religion? Is it a new fad? Is it a new style? I got under attack. I, I got under attack by a bunch of liberals. Man, they went on my Facebook. I mean, lighting me up. But 
we want about 80% positive to the 20% negative. But neither here nor there. We don't want to be negative. We want to be positive. And I was just curious, is this something new? You know, if that flows their boat by all means, but you ain't even gonna see me as a woman wearing no paint covered up pony. Well, I couldn't wear a ponytail right now if I wanted to, but I mean, you, you just ain't gonna see me wearing something like that. <laughs> or yeah. whatever floats your boat, Jack, just don't try to push me into it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But anyway, the world needs to be a positive place. You know, everybody's got a choice to believe the way they want, be what they want, do what they want. But, you know, me as a Christian, you as a Christian, us, all of us as a Christians, you know, we we got a voice, too. So we got a right to say what we want to say, and us being patriots and uh, conservatives and pro-Second Amendment believers, and uh, we got a right to say what we want to say, too. But the thing is, That's it right. seems like a lot of people just want to look for negativity. You know, you painted your face black to camouflage yourself, and you had somebody to call you in the truck and say, listen to this, everybody, uh, people found that offensive, Lindsay, that you painted yourself black. You I, it made me so mad, you know, and I'm, I'm going to have to say something. Uh, y'all probably saw my Facebook post. Some of it was bought. I think Facebook needed a lot of it. But uh, it made me right mad. I, you know, I... I don't like folks trying to change, and they don't understand what we're doing. You know, I don't understand what the hellfire they're doing, doing all that stuff. But you know, if you, I don't go on there talking about you. But by God, don't come on me if you don't understand what I'm doing talking about me. <laughs> you know, but now I am very vocal about. I am very, 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 very vocal about man woman thing and all this stuff going on. I mean, if you're a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman. Uh, and then and then somebody texted me or messaged me about, well, you know, I mean, this woman said, I was born as uh, both things. They had both. And I was like, well, that's a different situation. And I've seen that in animals. And, you know, if you got both, pick one. <laughs> Whichever one you feel like. But, I mean, if you're a man and you're born with, with uh, male paraphernalia, you is a man. <laughs> yeah. If you are a woman and you're born with ovaries and that's babies in a uterus, you is a woman. There is no, you know, if you're sick and thinking, hey, I'm a woman that identifies as a man, well, let me tell you what. Just dress like a top or like the rest of us old country girls and still be a woman. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> and right. God you're hearing it. a woman. You're hearing it right here you know? from Lizzie Long. I mean, there's a lot of, I, there's, you know, in music and my business, you first stay out of religion and politics. And, I mean, I, I everybody knows my face. And everybody pretty much knows where I stand politically. I just don't talk yeah. about it. But that, this is not politics and this is not religion. This is uh, just common sense. <laughs> you know, people, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. But when you're coming in and the, and the girl that did all that swimming and got beat by a man, and then the girl that's doing the running and all that stuff, that just ain't right. You know, that just ain't right. If you want to be fat, y'all need to make a transy league and go do it. Y'all want to be a man and you men that want to be a woman need to go compete against the others. Yeah, another, another league. Yeah, Wayne, Redbone. Hold on, man, Lindsay, 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 hold on a minute. Redbone, your thoughts. 
Yeah, my thoughts are the same thing. I think the NCAA is going to have to do something about the trans athletes, and I think they probably eventually will. Uh, although uh, there will be groups that will file lawsuits, so it's going to carry on for years and years and years before it ever gets settled, and, and that's kind of where I'm at on that. Men do not have any business competing with women. It destroys the spirit of women's athletics. Uh, what happened in the NCAA? Uh, you know, the yeah, what happened in the NCAA uh, swimming championship, that absolutely destroys the hopes and dreams of all those girls who are trying to win a national championship and be the very best at what they do. And uh, I think the NCAA is getting enough backlash now that they're going to make some changes. They're going to have to. And speaking of changes, we need to make some change. It's time to take a break. We'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and Friends. How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp, 24 volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power. Hey, Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. Alex Rutledge and Wayne Locke in the American Roots Outdoors Cabin Lodge. Redbone's in the studio, and we've got on the line Miss Lizzie Long. Miss Lizzie Long is very vocal, Wayne, about her stance on uh, being a conservative. Yeah. Well, I think Lizzie Long is vocal on just about everything she has a stance on, <laughs> including, oh, well. uh, including hunting, <laughs> music, and you name it. She's, she's uh, you know, she doesn't hide behind anything. She doesn't no. beat around the bush, and... She's a lot like me. Uh, I don't. I don't try and hide anything. I'll tell you. You know what are you, my thoughts are if you ask. But uh, you know, especially like when it comes to hunting and stuff. You know, I had to deal with that up in Ohio a lot. You know, being from a, a urban city, and uh, that you know nobody understood why you know I hunted and what it was about and all. Oh, you're just out there killing blah blah blah. They just didn't understand. So you had to do a lot of education. And uh, you know, we've had that on a few episodes um, in the last year. Some of our guests talked about how they were had to be educated on how what hunting was about and how it changed them and now that they they go out and do uh educational talks and stuff to uh other people who just don't seem to understand and you know hey like lizzie said that you know takes all to make all and the world does go around so you know we just uh keep plugging away at our uh you know we do what we got to do that's right i think the world i mean i like different different because that's what makes the world fail what I don't like is somebody trying to push something on me or trying to change the way I believe or do things, you know. And then you talked about me beating around the bush. Let me tell you, when I lived in Nashville, people used to press around the bush, but it didn't never would tell you nothing directly. And I just promised myself then, 20-some years ago, that it's not going to be like that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you like it is. I love Jesus, and I, but I'll cuss you out just as hard. Now, Liz, Liz you, uh, do you find that you have that problem with your, your hunting career, you know, and the music? <laughs> you know, do people come to you and, you know, and say, hey, I can't believe you do this? Or, or you find that, you know, most people already know 
who you are and what you do? Most of my fans already know who I am and what I do. There are a few that come up that say, hey, I don't like this. I'm like, okay, well, I agree to disagree. (laughs) You know, I keep it pretty cordial. You know, I don't want to tick off no fans, you know, or nothing. But, I mean, you know, I mean, I've got best friends that are gay, but that's their choice. You know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, and I told him, I said, you know, I don't agree with it, but that's you, buddy, and I love you just the same as Jesus does, too, but, you, you know, you, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> See, well, so, let's, let's move on to another conversation, okay? Yeah, don't get deep uh, in there. We've enough about <laughs> but, but neither here, though, we all know where we stand on that. Let's talk about, uh, you know, your, your career. You've been doing this for how long? Then we're going to get into talking about your hunt that we just did this past week. Uh, yeah. yeah. How long have you been in the music business, Lindsay? Lindsay. Oh, Lord. Uh, let's see. 22, and I really kind of started my career around the, in the 90s. So I've been around a long time, 20, 25 years, maybe. So, 25 years. So you started uh, when you were five years old then, right? Because you're only 30, right? <laughs> no. Oh, I love you so much. You're so precious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not 30. <laughs> but uh, I've been around a good while and uh, seen a lot, done a lot, played with some absolute great artists and musicians and celebrities. And I've been blessed to have been taught by the absolute blessed. Earl Scruggs, Buddy Spiker, Little Roy, Polly Lewis. Uh, and even in my hunting career, I'm blessed. You know, I got the best turkey caller caught teaching me how to those little secrets to turkey hunting that I might have not learned yet. And then, you know, just other people. We we ate with Eddie Salter and all them guys. I mean, you know, I'm just blessed in that sense, you know? Well, it's very obvious that you're a true outdoors lady uh, to all of our listeners all over the world that's listening. Uh, If you haven't had the pleasure to meet Lizzie in real life, she's the same everywhere you see her. And, uh, Lizzie being sick, you would never know she's sick because she's tough as nails. That's no joke, Redbone. No joke, Wayne and listeners. Uh, you are truly obsessed with hunting and fishing, and it, it's in your roots. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I started my first turkey. I was telling you this this week, Alex. I killed my first turkey when I was eight with my dad, and we was in an oak bottom a beautiful hardwood oak bottom timber, however you call it. It was cold. I remember him carrying me on his back because, you know, at the time we were cold. I mean, cold. <laughs> and uh, I had, like, holy tennis shoes and just on my, my brother's uh, uh, Gulf War camouflage. And we walked through this wheat field that was just wet. And it was cold. It was probably 30, 40 degrees. It went all the way down to this bottom and, and – uh, I watched, I could feel the ground rattling for his drumming and gobbling. And uh, my dad, my dad was leaned up against me on this big oak tree down there. And you've seen how big oak trees are. You've seen oh, yeah. them there they get just as big in, in my part of the neighborhood in Georgia. And uh, my dad, being an almost right 250-pound man on an eight-year-old girl, I wasn't really, it, the turkey just sounded like it's everywhere. And my dad couldn't hear again. He said, where are you coming from? I think I think he's coming from over there where the turkey came from the right or he did a circle or something. And I'll never forget my dad turned, swing, 
and he laid all of his weight on me and shot that 12 gauge, three and a half. And I just remembered the bark marks and the scratches I had on my back from that shot. But I never felt it because in Lincoln, and I also told you this, people in Lincoln County and this part of the South, we love football. And what we do when we shoot a turkey is we jump up and then we football tackle the turkey. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what we, we just, we pitch him. You don't put his foot on the head. I mean, we absolutely just lay down with the turkey and hold it. So, so it doesn't flap around and mess up or nothing like that. But ever since then, I have just been obsessed with it. And when I was a young and me and my twin, I mean, I did a twin. She at the time used to call turkeys pretty good, and she won first place down here at the Augusta Turkey Calling Competition. And uh, it was called the CSRA Turkey Calling Competition. And uh, she got out of it and kind of lost her touch, but she never did. She hunts a little bit, but nobody in my family hunts as hard as I do. I absolutely love it. Rabbit hunt, hog hunt, turkey hunt, deer hunt, I just had squirrel hunt, anything, a fish crawdad, a fish, catfish, noodle catfish. I mean, I, it's my way to get away from people. I tell Alex I'm a outgoing introvert. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what is it about turkey hunting, though, that has you so addicted to it? Because you could tell from your videos and that when, you, when you're out scouting, and, and before the even season even started, some of the videos you did, there's just that hidden passion that just really pops through when you talk about it. I mean, what is it that just has you just so, you know, just uh, tore addicted, up. tore up about it? I tell you what, chasing turkeys is just, it is a, it's an adrenaline rush. <laughs> and it's like a roller coaster ride. You know, I miss that turkey on the third day Alex and you know I was just like my heart rate was just a <laughs> then after I turned around and looked at Alex and he said you missed and I was like ah <laughs> and then I had like a period of two hours of like ah right. and then it was come back so, then it comes right back up the, so, so that is, it's almost like a junkie but that I mean a timber hunt is my favorite I like field hunting on the edge of timbers too but something about a cold morning on a in a in a hardwood bottom, and when that turkey gobbles, it sounds like it comes from the heavens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when that drum is just when you get like Alex would say, we've had turkeys not even gobbling; they were just drumming. Yeah, we had I mean, two. It's just, come in. We had two different turkeys come in. Everybody that never gobbled, they just come in drumming, but they didn't ever show themselves. They, they was yeah, really and, talk about that. And yeah, it's crazy because you can hear them strutting. You can hear their wings on the ground. Just, and I'd look at Alex and just kind of move my two fingers like you could hear the leaves. Then that what it is, you'd hear, and then they turn. It's almost like a shake or something. Like the ground feels like thunder or a bomb went off, and then you can feel the the you can hear the their feather tips brushing the ground. Well, before before you. Uh... Lizzie, before you give away the end of that story, we're going to go to a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to finish that story on up. Everybody, you listen okay. to Outdoors with Alex Relish and Friends. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Eddie Salter, and you listen to American Roots and Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and Friends. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American 
Hey, turkey hunters, this is Alex Rutledge. Have you heard about Apex Ammunition? If you haven't, they are American-owned, American-made, made one at a time, hand-loaded. These turkey loads will give you the confidence that you need to close the deal on that old hook daddy long beard gobble. For more information, go to www.apexammunition.com. Outdoors, Buck Rich, Apex Ammunition presents American Reach Outdoors, the last segment of the show. Again, we're talking with Miss Lizzie Long, a very famous bluegrass singer, entertainer, a girl that is obsessed with the outdoors. This girl sleeps, eats, and breathes hunting and fishing, and what some great stories Redbone she shared with us. Yeah, and uh, you know we had Lizzie on, you know, I think what a year or a year and a half ago, and uh, also told some great stories about the hunt that y'all did. Uh, I think you were down in Georgia that time, but um, yeah, always great stories, and it's always great to have somebody on that's good at telling the story. And Lizzie is a great storyteller, which I think comes from the fact that she is an entertainer. And uh, I know y'all want to talk some more turkey hunting, but the the one thing I want to know is, Lizzie, have you always played with Little Roy and the Lewis family? Yes, I. I mean, I played with Earl Scruggs and Mickey mm-hmm. Gilly. I played back and I played with a lot of them, but um, mainly Little Roy and the Lewis family. So yeah, what about Hall? He Hall. Yep. I never got the privilege to be on He Hall, but I have played fiddle for Grandpa Jones a long time ago before he passed away, and you know, Stella Parton. I've sang with her and. Uh, But I'm going to ask you to tell all of our listeners how many awards that you have won and what they are. Oh, week. Uh, well, I'm blessed to have won 11 double awards. And um, I've been nominated for Figma Female Vocalist of the Year and won an award for IBMA. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word they use, but it was the project. Collaboration of the Year, CD, whatever we did, Daughters of Bluegrass, Tom T. Hall, and Dixie Hall. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been nominated for a Grammy with Ty Hurton. Wow. That's cool. Wow. Let's talk about our turkey hunt now. All right, real quick, yeah. got about five and a half minutes of our hunt in, in uh, Florida. I show up, yeah. uh, we go to a farm, we thought we had 300 acres, well, I had 30 acres go from there. Yep, thought we had 300 acres. Had 30 acres. I mean, a prime 30 acres, though. I mean, it's in the middle. It's in the middle of a federal preserve. 8,000 acres. And there's birds everywhere on that 8,000 acres. Just not the 30. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Alex had a job. I said, boy, you going to pay for that money this week, buddy. Son, howdy. But he, we finally got a rooster one night. I mean, he had them hot, but they went to bed. They needed a cold shower because, I mean, he had them cold. <laughs> and uh, the next morning, I told Alex, I said, boy, they, they, you got, they going to come in. I, I knew we was going to kill a bird or at least have a shot. I was thinking kill a bird, but we're going to say have a shot. 
And they just come in. I mean, they were everywhere. Two down the left side, two in the middle, and there's one big old gobbler up to the right that we really wanted. He was gobbling. Uh, I mean, I looked at the camera film off my gun to see how long I held that gun, Alex. It was an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. You had me hold that gun up. And, y'all, I have ADD like none other. I mean, if you know Little Roy Lewis, then you know what I'm talking about. I mean, fidgety. I only got a metal rod in my back. It looked like I meant a pale, messed up elbows, cracked skull. So I'm sitting there on the ground, and the whole time I just want be still. Be still. I'm like, stop yelling at me. Be still. Stop yelling at me. Don't move your fingers. Stay here, So we're sitting there, and this. He calls in two hours, hours for them strutting turkeys to come all the way across that field, come around a bunch of old Brahma Brangus cattle. They finally come in. Now, the problem was is that at the time, we thought we couldn't shoot through the property fence. Later, we found out we could have. If we could have shot through the fence at 30 yards, we would have had to a double and been done. But no, we had to wait for the turkey to come across the fence. The turkey came between 10, 15 yards. And the shot I had, it come to the right of me. It didn't come right to the to the middle where it was open. And I'm shooting three and a half mag apex, eight shots. He comes to the right. In between, there's a tree there that's a forked tree. And I said, Billy. And I was like, okay. So I waited, and he stuck his head up right between this wide, this tree. I was like, hey, I'm going to try this. And I was aiming at the head, not the waddle. <laughs> and I shot, and, and I missed the turkey. And the thing is, you know, it's the first bird of the season. Yeah. And I always forget to I aim at the head and at the waddle. So after I missed that bird, I took my knife and wrote on my gun, aim at waddle. <laughs> so I always remember every season when I start, aim at the waddle. He was a big old bird. I say he had about eight, nine inch beard, and I was rough. I mean, he was six, son. I'd say he was probably 21 to 23 pounds. That could be wrong, but he, he, was, was, a big he was a big old bird. Something I want to point out, too, Lizzie, when we roosted those birds, remember we went down there where I set us up at, and I said, these turkeys are going to cross in this spot right here. If they come through the fence, they're going to come right in here, these spots right here. And he actually come through to the right of the spot that I picked about 10 yards. He did. And we would not shoot the turkeys on the other side of the fence because that's breaking the law. So, well, at the time, we didn't crazy. know we could, you know. Yeah. We didn't know. Probably got hand on and said, "Yeah, I'm going to shoot one on the other side." Made me want to puke because they. <laughs> I know. I looked at Alex. <laughs> it was six birds. It was three big gobblers and three big jakes. I mean, it it was phenomenal. Really, we brought the hens at first. It took us an hour and a half to work those gobblers from about 200, 300 yards over in a hole, bring them up over a. Uh, uh, out of the hole into the field through the cattle to us. And uh, I know we're running out of time, but uh, yeah. just real quick, you know, these birds, these birds right now, Alex will agree with me, they're just hinned up. They're not really gobbling. Yeah. We just got lucky roosting them hot like that. So we're going we back got, in two weeks. We made them hot. And, uh, yeah. I yeah. Think we them be awesome. They'll be ready to go. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, what I want to say is that we're going to do a, a bonus segment here coming up here, Wayne. Wayne's going to talk about We're going to talk more about our hunt and the techniques and calls that we use 
to to lure these turkeys to keep them from yeah. get the turkeys coming to gun range. We're going to talk about that. But Wayne's going to talk about the podcast before we wrap up the show. Yeah, and if you missed any of today's uh, episode for the radio, uh, just tune into the uh, podcast and you catch the whole episode, the radio show, including a bonus segment that we're getting ready to hit. And a real quick uh, note here, the uh, Big Al Moore's giveaway that we were doing, we have Danny Morgan, who I believe is out of Kentucky, won the uh, uh, Big Al Morris package, and we're going to send him uh, what Al sent us, along with a, some American Roots apparel and stickers and some uh, Hornady stuff. And we got a whole bunch of stuff we're going to be sending out on that. And if not too late, don't forget to log on to our Facebook page and get in on the Apex drawing. All you got to do is go to the comments section, tag five friends, and you're entered. We're drawn this weekend. Okay. Also, be sure to follow us on our YouTube channel. Okay. Follow us there on all of our own social media. And we're going to wrap up the show. Now, listen to us the bonus segment, and y'all sign up. Give us a review. You're going to win a fine CD. Okay. And our famous saying here at American Roots, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Apex Ammunition presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. We have Lizzie Long continuing her conversation about her Osceola hunt. And uh, if you're listening to this, that means you are listening to the podcast. So make sure you leave us a five-star review. And we're going to be drawing a winner. We have one coming up uh, right now for an Apex Ammunition box and a bunch of apparel that we're going to be giving away. All you got to do is go to our Facebook page. And we got to just go to our Facebook page. At American Roots Outdoors, and there you'll see the Apex post uh, pinned to the top. Just tag five friends in that post in the comments section, and you're automatically entered. If any of those five friends join our podcast page, you get five entries for each friend that joins our podcast page, too. So, Redbone, I mean, what do you think about uh, hunting Osceola? Are you a little jealous of Lizzie there? Uh, I am a little jealous of Lizzie. I'm a little jealous of Lizzie and Alex because uh, uh, we were here in the middle of a rainstorm and they were enjoying uh, sunny Florida and nice warm temperatures. (laughs) We stayed warm a little bit. It was a little cold. Lizzie got a little cold one morning. It was a little cold. I don't have much blood. It's anemic and whatnot. And uh, it got a little cold that one morning, didn't it, Alex? It sure did. uh, It's in the 40s when we was down there, but... Yeah, Lizzie. I gotta say, Lizzie hung in there tough. And several times she would just say, "Alex, I, I gotta, I gotta rest a minute. I gotta lay down for a minute." So, any of you out there listening that had any family members or loved ones had leukemia, and you know what she's going through, uh, Lizzie's a true sport. And I just ask everybody to keep Lizzie in their prayers because uh, Lizzie's beating this this leukemia, and we just all need to continue to pray for her. But uh, back to the show here, talking about your hunt. Uh, it took us an hour and 45 minutes to, to outsmart those turkeys to drag them over within shotgun range. And what did everybody was I was mixing the vocalization up with my uh, E-250 and my Maureen glass call and my Margaret slate call. So I sounded like four different hens, and I would gobble. 
they gobble, I gobble, then I come back with hens that was fighting against each other and calling real aggressively, and I started controlling them, make them gobble their brains from that. They gobble five times all together at once, just gobble, 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 gobble. They shut up and made them look for us. Then you could hear them drumming, and here they come. Here come the hens first, then the gobblers fall behind, and, and tell them what happened from there, Lizzie, again. Man, it just was insane. They just come in. They was hot, buddy. They was frustratedly hot. I mean, they come in ready to fight. They come in ready to sweet talk and all that stuff. I mean, they 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 were just it was awesome. And then birds, you asking me about why I'm so addicted? Just when the sun hits those birds and the colors and the blue and red and the almost a purple greenish sheen off of their feathers and they're all puffed up and put back down. I mean, it's just it's just an experience of a lifetime. It really is. Oh, yeah. I, just I had a chance to hunt Osceola's uh, a few years ago and was lucky enough to, to tag one out on it. And uh, those swamp birds, there's something about the color and the scene to them that is just so different and radically different than, like, your Eastern or your Rio's to that. Hey, let me tell you something. Man, see, Daddy, see, we live down here in swamps. He lives in swamps. I live up in swamps, some swamps, but it's mainly rock where I live. But see, we're used to being in swamps and water and getting wet. It's just part of it. I found out that Alex doesn't like getting wet. That boy comes off the top of a mountain right there. They, that thing don't like water, so, and I think it's because he's so short that he thinks he's going to drown. <laughs> I tell you what, it's like that duck my little pappy tells. He says, the good thing about rain, if it rains, I'm the first one to, I'm the last one to get wet. But if it's a flood, I'm the first one to drown. <laughs> well, Lizzie, I mean, you were talking earlier about, about being cold in that. I know, you know, with your leukemia and you're talking about your knee fat, you know, you have a good excuse of why you get cold so easy. And I, I, Alex, he doesn't have any problems, so I'm still trying to figure out why he gets cold so easy. But he was talking about how cold it was when it was 40-something degrees, and I'm thinking, okay. He picked me up there. That's what I know, right? I was like, you've been in Missouri in the snow and the ice and, and stuff, and, you, and you're cold? <laughs> I don't know. I picked, him up, I picked him up at the airport today, and I'm in my short sleeves, and Alex is walking out, and he first thing out of his mouth when he sits in the car, he looks at me and goes, you're crazy. He goes, you know, a guy, I had a guy in the, the airplane that gave <laughs> me, me his sweatshirt. He gave him his sweatshirt because Alex was chilly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how he can be a hunter. I tell you, it's amazing. Well, I'm little. <laughs> I don't have as much blood in me as you. You're the same size you're as me. You're a lot bigger. No, Wayne, you're a lot heavier than me. Oh, I thought you, well, you said little. You meant, I thought you meant height. But I'm only outweighing you by maybe 30 pounds. <laughs> I'm going to 50. Well, let's but anyway, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to Lindsay's hunt. So we call those birds in, we get them, and, and what really brought them in, I was pitting to them and squealing, and they couldn't stand it. The hens came, the gobblers come right in behind them, and the gobblers came through, the hens came through the fence first, walked right by us, and here comes the gobblers, 15 yards, 10, 15 yards, under the fence, right to Lindsay, and she makes the shot, and she misses Wing and a miss. It happens. It happens. It happens. 
It does happen. I'll, it be, happens. I'll, I'll be the third one to say it happens. But here's the thing, Lizzie. Uh, it was a memorable hunt. And sometimes it's not all about the harvest oh. of the bird. It's about the experience of the hunt. Am I correct? That's correct. I mean, I had an absolute great time. See, Daddy, even on the way down, he was like, man, that was intense. He was wore out. See, Daddy, see that he's real quiet. He don't like a whole lot of limelight. He don't like cameras and all that stuff. But he, he told me, he says, I'm wore out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we fooled the gobblers. You know, we, 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 you know, if you hunt with me and I'll say that 99.9%, we kill a gobble, we're going to call him and kill him. We're not going to bushwhack him. We're not going to sit and wait on him. We're going to call to make that come, turkey come to us. And our strategy, what we did, we, 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 we found the birds and we sat on them and called to them sparingly until we got them excited, got them all fired up, made them break, and made them come. That's what helps us uh, close the deal. But we called in a goblin hen the first morning that come in the left side of see daddy and he didn't shoot him he was in 30 yards hmm. big gobbler right. but we didn't have no footage of it so we didn't shoot him but we could have we should have killed three long birds easy and we did even on the end of mr chuck's place it was right there on the fence and and it, we just wanted them a little closer to the decoy on a lot of stuff but it's gonna happen we got two more i got we're gonna have another go at it yeah, we're going to try to go back down there possibly between now and, and the next couple of weeks. So, but but Lizzie, again, I want to thank you for letting me hunt with you. Uh, you've become a very good friend of mine and and, and more like a sister. You know, uh, I hope that's the way. Same here, and I, I love all you guys, and I'm proud to be uh, uh, in the team. And all. yeah, yeah, we're, we're very honored to have you. Hey, Lizzie, before we wrap this show out completely, I know there's a lot of listeners probably listening to this going, where in Florida exactly were you? And I don't mean exactly, but, you know, what county were you guys in? I, I was in Marion when I took mine, but where were you at? That's, that's, that's Marion County, yeah, and then some of it was in Alachua County. Oh, okay. Uh, right above game. Yeah. So uh, uh, we, we literally um, had a lot of ride time, too, because, I mean, we go 20 minutes to hunt. 30 acres, and then we drive an hour and 15, hour and a half to go up to another farm, and uh, then we had some other farms, and uh, it so it was just fun. I mean, we saw a lot of countryside, ate great, great food, saw a lot of wildlife. Uh, it was absolutely beautiful. And we got great footage, you know, and a storyline that'll make a great show, even though you didn't kill one. Well, we ain't done. We're going to end up with birds at the end, son. Don't you worry. <laughs> hey, what do you got to say to all the listeners out there that's never turkey hunted, and and also the listeners that may be sick with leukemia or any kind of sickness? What are you going to say to them? You got to stay positive. First of all, about the turkey hunting, and I tell I stress this to everybody: you need to go with somebody that knows how to turkey hunt because you're going to ruin turkey hunting for other people if you don't learn how to do it right. If you just go in there and do bad calling. Stomping around, making a lot of noise. You, you're educating the birds, and then for anybody that's sick with any kind of sickness, get up, keep going. You know when you're too tired, you got to lay down. I mean, I had to do it several times on this month, but yeah. you've got to keep your blood moving. You got to keep going. You got to, you got, and you've got to stay positive. 
when, when I mean, I told Alex, I said, ma'am, when that leukemia, leukemia hit me right after uh, I found out I was diagnosed on the hunt the last weekend of that turkey season we'd been, I didn't tell Alex until I got what confirmed the week after. I didn't yeah, know. I was terribly sick. He never even knew it. Hmm. And, um, uh, you know, and all my family didn't want me to deer. They didn't let me go fishing. Doctor told me not to go fishing because of chance of water and blood infections and stuff. But I went deer hunting. And uh, my husband said, honey, you don't need to go out there and deer hunting. You, you're puking. You're sick. And I said, baby, I could puke out of a deer stand just as good as I could puke off the side of this couch. Ah. <laughs> what is the difference? <laughs> you know, I'm still singing. Little Roy still had me singing. I would walk off stage and puke back. What a great show, Wayne. Uh, she's a great guest. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And uh, I know uh, when you were talking about that deer, puking out of a deer stand, the first thing probably out of Redbone's brain and my brain was, well, that's why you hunt downwind. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why you hunt downwind. Let me tell you what. You know, I hunted with C.D. and Alex all this week, and I know folks are like, well, Lizzie, what did you do when you had to go to the bathroom? Well, you found a tree. You'd say, boys, turn your heads. I mean, because you're right. 8,000 acres in the right. middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, right, right. You just, you just, you got, you one with earth, animals do it too. City girl and the country girls right there, isn't that right, right, Bo? And you carry toilet yeah. paper or watch with you. <laughs> you got you to have that insurance paper, son. That's exactly right. All right, guys, we need to wrap this up here. We're about out of time. Yep, and like we say here in American Roots, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind.